Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Bear Performance Podcast. Today's episode is going to be a solo one. It is just me, and I'm going to be giving an update on the past couple months here at BPN, things that we have been doing and working towards to set us up for a successful 2022. We've built out new systems, new teams. We're bringing a lot of what was outsourced to agencies previously in-house, Um, And we're laying the foundation and infrastructure going into wholesale, retail, and new spaces in this next year. So I'll give an update and it'll really paint a picture of of some of the things we're doing behind the scenes here at BPN that you don't always get to see, but it's still very, very important and I think can be insightful for a lot of people. And I'm also going to be talking about one of my, I don't want to call it favorite things, but it was a thorn in my side for the longest time. And until I realized what was going on, I couldn't really fix it. And when I did, it was pivotal. It was game changing. And that was as simple as it sounds, focusing on your core business. And when you try to do everything, you really can't do anything. And I had to learn this the hard way of trying to build a second business years ago and had to close it because I realized it was taking away from the things that I was really trying to build with the people that were part of the team. So I'll give some more context to that as we dive into this episode. So sit back, enjoy, and thanks for tuning in. You are listening to the Bear Performance Podcast, where we discuss topics on fitness, nutrition, business, and leadership to help you perform at your highest level and Go one more. I'm your host, Nick Bear, founder of Bear Performance Nutrition and prior U.S. Army Infantry Officer. We've scaled our brand through our core pillars of transparency, service, and integrity. And now I want to share with you, through our experience and our guests, how you can optimize your life. Welcome to the show. Like I said, it has been a crazy last couple months, very productive months. And uh, it all started really in this past August with the Leadville 100. We knew going into this year that the fall was going to be a really big community activation. And there were a lot of things that we wanted to work on and change this past year to prepare us for 2022. Because 2022 was our goal year of uh, increasing our lines of distribution to go wholesale retail. Primarily right now, our business is 85 to 90% direct to consumer. We bring inventory into our warehouse and we ship it to end users being your house, your apartment, your home. And then 10 to 15% of our annual revenue is driven through Amazon, uh, which we use a, a third party distributor for or some retail accounts like uh, A-List Nutrition in the UK and EU and some smaller retail locations. But we want to increase our lines of distribution in big box retailers. Um, So, you know, going into this next year, the goal is to be in GNC, Vitamin Shop, HEB, grocery stores, and AFES, military installations. That is the goal. I like putting that out there in the universe. Even though those contracts aren't locked in, we're in negotiations, we're pitching the brand to these big box retailers. I put it out there because these are things that we're actively working towards and on. And why not put it out there? Why not share what we're trying to do as as we're building this business? That's been one of the most fun parts about building this business is sharing and documenting the things that we have done successfully, the things that we have failed miserably, and what we're constantly and currently working on. So like I said, this past couple months, uh, big community activation. We went from Leadville 100 Ultra Marathon in the end of August, and then directly coming back from Leadville, which we were there for about a week and a half, most of the team was, um, Jordan our creative director and then Tyler McCain, one of our creatives, they started working on the Leadville dock 
right away. And they spent about six weeks editing, storyboarding, putting that whole thing together. That was a, a huge project, a massive undertaking. And it was funny because when we were, we were talking about putting this, you know, this video together and, and premiering it at a location, downtown Austin, which ended up being the Violet crown theater. And, uh, we, we put a tentative launch date and it was about six weeks away from when Leadville 100 happened and people were mind blown. They're like, what? Like, why isn't this going up right away? Why isn't this up next week? I don't think people realize how much work our creative team had to put into this project. I mean, it was, it was huge. There was 30 plus hours of footage and you know, you, you can film something and turn it around in 24 hours but the quality, the storytelling, the the vision is not going to be be there. I, I guarantee it. Those guys spent hundreds of hours putting that video together to make it the way it looked and felt. And that's not by chance. That is pure intention. It was intentionally planned and edited and changed and modified over hundreds of hours. And I'm so proud of the work that those guys put in and the end result of that, that product. And it was, it was received so well, so well. Um, it just so happened that we were able to premiere the Leadville 100 doc the same weekend as our, our ambassador weekend. So a bunch of our VPN ambassadors came into Austin for a weekend and we hosted them here in Austin, Texas. We did a booze cruise, we did a run downtown, we did a workout at VPN HQ and we decided to premiere the Leadville 100 doc that same weekend. So Friday night when everyone came in, we rented out the Violet Crown Theater, which is downtown Austin. We had three theaters running. We had appetizers. We had drinks. We had a Q&A afterwards. It was an amazing event. Like That was one of those events where you start getting choked up during because you realize the people that are a part of your life. The people that you're, you're building this brand and this business with that are so committed to the mission and the vision and like believe and go one more so much that it, it changes lives. I mean, there were dozens of people at that event with a go one more tattoo on their arm, which says so much, but it, it was one of those times where, you know, you have this lump in the back of your throat that just seems like it won't go away because it was, it was fulfilling it really was. And I saw, I saw an opportunity that weekend to really drive home a message. And it was all about success and surrounding yourself with people that, that are going to want to see you win. They're going to help you reach those goals, those objectives. And success can be measured a bunch of different ways, right? I think too often it's measured uh, monetarily you know, revenue, what's in your bank account, what your investment looks like, um, how much money you spend on certain things or, or what you wear and what you drive and what you do. And I think that leads to a really empty place. Like I really do. I really do believe that when I was younger, I, I would have heard someone say that. And I was like, you're full of shit. Like, I don't, I don't buy that for a second, but the older I get, and I'm 31 years old now, which I guess is still young, depending on who's listening to this episode. But I really do believe that fulfillment is, is I don't even want to say the secret, but it is the ingredient to success. When you are fulfilled with something that you feel brings you purpose in life and you have true fulfillment, that is success. You know, you can look at, someone who has dollars in their bank account, but has a happy, healthy family and a family that gets along, you know, which is sometimes also rare. And that's fulfillment. That is true fulfillment. And, and we look for this, you know, we, we, we search for this. We, we, we want this in life. I really do think that's one of the reasons so many people apply to work for BPN I mean, the amount of people that apply to work here on a weekly basis, it's pretty amazing because of, of the culture. And I've heard this quote uh, a few months ago, and I've brought it up before, 
and it was in a Seth Godin book. I think it was Tribes. And this one stuck with me, and it still does. And that quote was, if you focus on success over commitment, you will never have either. And I'll tell you what, do I believe that? Like that, that's one of those quotes you hear and you got to rewind the audio book and listen to it like 10 times because you just realized that you just hold, heard gold. And now you have to tell as many people as possible. Sometimes people resonate with it and understand it. Sometimes they don't, but For me, that was one of those things that I would get tattooed on my chest. I swear. So we had the the Ambassador Weekend, the Leadville 100 documentary premiere in the theater and then uh, on YouTube, and the feedback was great. And then two weeks after that, we were the sponsor for the Rogue Invitational, which is the CrossFit competition that Rogue hosts. And this year, they decided to do it right in our backyard. It was in Round Rock, Texas at the Dell Diamond Stadium. And uh, we were the official supplement sponsor of the Rogue Invitational this year, which was really cool to see. It was it was super cool to see. Um, so that that was a lot of work for the entire team to prepare for that. We had a booth set up. We had some of our athletes in town that we were hosting and taking care of as they competed. Haley Adams, Ben Smith, Cole Sager, they were competing. And then one of our athletes, Alex Smith, was in town coaching uh CrossFit workouts with Clink at uh, CrossFit Texas. So that was that was a great weekend. Honestly, just one of those weekends where it's a milestone for the company and the brand. And I remember I was sitting in one of the suites where, because we were a sponsor, we had a suite and we had a bunch of our team members there and we were watching the Rogue Invitational from this suite at Dell Diamond Stadium and the BPN logo was all over the place. You know, like we were a sponsor. Yeti was a sponsor. The U.S. Army was a sponsor. Um, Romwad was a sponsor. GoRuck was a sponsor. And seeing our logo and our brand up with those big companies and brands, it felt really good. It, it, it wasn't one of those things where it's like, we made it. We made it. But it felt really good because we're sitting in that suite with people I love and want to be surrounded with watching our athletes on the field competing BPM logo everywhere. And I think it was one of those pinch me moments where you sit back and you realize this is the result of compounding consistency. When you just keep showing up and you just keep driving forward and you stay in your lane and, and you truly work on fulfilling what fuels you what you're passionate about and what your purpose is when you keep showing up and you just hammer away day in and day out over 10 years, nearly 10 years now, which is crazy to think we started the brand in 2012 and you know, next year will be 2022 and over, over 10 years, nearly 10 years, I would have never imagined would have never imagined that our logo would be plastered all over the Rogue Invitational at a baseball stadium because we were the primary sponsor. And that felt good. It felt really, really good, not just as an entrepreneur, a business owner, a CEO, but to watch our entire team see all the work they put in the past couple of months come to life. Um, was was amazing. So after the Rogue Invitational was over, it was instantly switching gears, getting ready for Black Friday. We decided to do our Black Friday sale early this year uh, for a few reasons. Mainly, we wanted to give our team and employees Thanksgiving. You know, the past couple of years, what would happen was we would do, you know, Black Friday right after Thanksgiving, which is pretty traditional. So none of us would really enjoy Thanksgiving because we were all stressed out waiting for, you know, a few hours when the Black Friday sale would go live. So wives, fiancés, girlfriends, husbands, boyfriends were, I don't want to say angry, but I'd say frustrated because we couldn't enjoy an actual Thanksgiving for the past couple of years because it was just so business driven. And 
This year, we had the genius thought, you know what? Why don't we just do our Black Friday sale early? That way, our team can enjoy time with their family after working so hard the past couple months. Boom. Too easy. So that's what we did. We launched our Black Friday sale this past weekend. It was from November 12th to November 15th, and it was the smoothest Black Friday we have ever done. We received over 25,000 orders, including over 100,000 units. It was our most successful year of Black Friday in terms of revenue and number of orders, but also the smoothest year we've ever had. I mean, the evolution of our Black Friday sale has been crazy. First year was 2017. It was just me, Preston, and Joe. And we received more orders during that Black Friday sale in 2017 than we ever had up until that date before. We were overwhelmed. Uh, we were running you know, no paid advertising. It was all organic through uh, social media, YouTube, Instagram, email marketing. And uh, it took us like two weeks to get all those orders out. Super overwhelming. Our warehouse was tiny then. We had like no systems in place. We had maybe 15 to 20 pallets in the entire warehouse. And... This year was a whole lot different. So John Byers, uh, Ryan Kerman, Joe Pivots, overseeing personnel and operations in the warehouse. Uh, and then my brother Preston, our COO, took lead on planning Black Friday 2021. We had, I believe, 13 temporary staff workers in to help support the sale, shipping orders, breaking down boxes, loading up trucks, and they're getting out about 4,000 orders a day right now between the operations warehouse team with nothing went wrong. It was as smooth as could be. Every year leading up to this, something would go wrong. Like last year, it was about an hour into the sale. We reached the limit of our credit card processor. So our credit card processor shut down our portal because it looked like to them that there were fraud orders coming through. So no one could place an order with credit card for hours and could only check out the PayPal. Uh, so we, we set up systems in place this year to mitigate that. And we had no issues this entire year. It, it was as smooth as could be, which was actually like mind blowing because every year you, you anticipate, you expect something to go wrong. When the, the volume increases that dramatically in such a short amount of time, you know, a normal month right now, we're getting 25, about 25,000 orders in a month on an average month. But in a matter of three days, we had 25,000 orders come in. So when you're looking at that volume in such a short amount of time, if something's going to break, it's going to break and it's going to break hard and you're going to feel the effects of it. So the team is in the process of wrapping up all the orders. Today is, as I'm recording this, Wednesday, November 17th. So our sale just ended two days ago. But, you know, systems are going great. It's, uh, it's been an evolutionary process. This is the one time of year that I get more stressed out than any other time of the year. And one way I know I'm super stressed during Black Friday sale, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of information right now. All right, I'm going to get real personable. I never get hemorrhoids. Never. But during Black Friday, I typically do because the overwhelming, overwhelming amount of stress that increases and comes in because, you know, we're changing the website, we're modifying code, we're making sure discount codes are automatically applied and, and nothing's going wrong. And when you know that much volume is coming to your site all at once, I mean, tens of thousands of people all at once, if something goes wrong, that's an opportunity cost that you're losing for revenue, sales, orders, and the impression to new and existing customers. So I got a, a flare up of hemorrhoids during uh, this Black Friday sale, which I'm still waiting for them to completely go away. They have, they have decreased in size. I will say that, but, uh, it's getting better. 
And I've always wanted to bring up this story in a podcast. So right now I'm, I'm thinking what better time than now? If anyone's ever had hemorrhoids, you never know where an episode's going, but uh, I swear we're going to, we're going to reel it back in with some, some valuable information. But I think before we provide that valuable information, I need to give some relatable information. If you've never had hemorrhoids, praise God. Now, thank your lucky stars because my first flare up, I got a story for you here. This was when I was in college. My, I think it was my, my senior year of college, either junior or senior year, I decided to do a bodybuilding competition. My brother and I both did. I was a senior. Yeah, I was a senior. He was a freshman in college. We both did a 16-week diet prep, got super, super lean. I mean, that's my only bodybuilding competition I ever did, but you get so lean that you're, you're always tired, you're exhausted, you have no energy, you stand up, you see, you see stars, little black dots going over everywhere towards the end of a prep because you, you know, your calories are depleted, your cardio is increased, and at the same time, we're both in college, so we're trying to study for these classes. And obviously, because calories were lower, fiber was lower too. And I don't know if this was a a cause of just dieting, lack of fiber, stress, combination of everything, stress for the show coming up. But I, I was in organic chemistry class this one day. And I mean, I can, I can paint a picture of the room for you right now. It was one of those classrooms. It's on like a, an angle. So if you're sitting in the front, you're lower. If you're sitting in the back, you're sitting, you know, maybe 25 feet higher than the front. And I was like in the middle of the section and midway through class, I was like, Ooh, gotta go to the bathroom. Gotta go to number two. So I make my way to the bathroom from organic chemistry class, sit down, you know, I'm, I'm a little constipated. I'm struggling a little bit just from the lack of food and I guess fiber. And all of a sudden, as I go, I feel this like pressure from down under and I was like, huh, that feels different. So I kind of just like reached around to do a little physical inspection. And there, what I found next was about a golf ball size hemorrhoid, which is a vein, right? It's like a vein that popped out from my undercarriage. And I was scared shitless, literally and figuratively. First thing I did is I freaked out. I left my books in my, in the classroom. I went straight to my car and I drove to the hospital, I went to the ER <laughs> and I walk into the ER and I was, I was trying to explain to this lady, I was going to the bathroom and something popped down on my butt and I don't know what it is, but it's freaking me out. So I go into the, the, the room. Once I get called, it was a small, you know, small town. So there wasn't too much going on middle of the day, maybe like a Wednesday in Indiana, Pennsylvania. And they lay me down on this table and there's like multiple doctors in there inspecting my butt. It was the weirdest situation ever. And they said, there's two things we can do. One, we can cut it open, lance it and drain it or whatever happens to it, stitch it back up, which instantly I was like, I'd prefer not to because I'm, I'm, I still need to train for this bodybuilding competition. I need to squat. I need to do cardio, all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm a few weeks out from this bodybuilding competition. And the other option was to let it go away on its own, use some suppositories that would help and kind of just like let it run its course. And that's what I decided to do. Left the hospital, decided I would let it run its course and try some like holistic approaches that I found on Google. So I went home, went back to the classroom actually, got all my stuff that I left there. I went back to my apartment and I was Googling things to, to help with this. And, uh, I mean, I can't believe I'm telling the story right now. I don't know how we got here, but we're here. So I'm Googling these, these, uh, like holistic approaches to, to fix hemorrhoids. Cause I wanted to barbell squat and I knew I couldn't barbell squat with this thing poking out of my butt. So I found like this herb 
I forget what it was. I found this herb they recommended that you like make into a paste and you spread it down there and it'll help make it go away, like reduce the inflammation. So I found this local herb like shop and I went, it was on Philadelphia street in Indiana, Pennsylvania. And I went into this herb shop and I remember it's this room with all these like earthy herbs just in like, you know, you're the grocery store or even um, Whole Foods and they have like all those bins with nuts and seeds and trail mix and dried fruit. And you have like the scooper that's attached to it and you can scoop it up, put it in your bag and then you pay for the weight of what it is at the end. It was a, a shop like this, but it was all herbs. So I'm walking around looking for this one and I cannot remember off the top of my head what it was. But the gentleman that was working the store came up and said, you know, I, I see you're looking for something. Is there something that can help you find? And I started making up a story. I said, yeah, so I'm in, I'm in this class right now. I'm studying nutrition. The, the class is experimental foods, which was a class that I had, which was a really cool class in college. And I was like, I'm in this class, experimental foods, and I need this, this herb for a recipe that we're making. And he said instantly, whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. That is not an herb we use for, for, for cooking. You can't eat this. It's not edible. And in my head, I was like, all right, how do I explain it to this guy? And I decided not to. I just said, hey, sir, I just need to get this herb. Like, mind your own business. I'm buying this. I ended up buying it, tried it, just made a mess. I remember it was an absolute mess. Didn't work. But uh, that was the first time I ever experienced hemorrhoids and probably stress-induced, just like this past weekend, stress-induced. Um, only time they ever flare up is when I'm really stressed in, in some sort of business situation, which being an entrepreneur in itself is, is, is stressful, I will tell you. And we'll kind of get into that when I want to talk about, uh, you know, the importance of focusing on your core business. And I had to learn this the hard way. So moving into the next couple of months, 2022, with that being said, we had a crazy busy fall, successful community activation, great Black Friday, all of those things are going to set us up for success going into the new year. And some of the things that we're, we're focusing on going into the new year, one, bringing more in-house. So over the past couple of years, we've outsourced some work to agencies who at the, at the time in the place worked out for what we needed it for. But what we're finding is because our brand has such a powerful story and voice, it's hard for outside agencies who aren't working here and living it every single day to capture that, that voice in their audience in in the content in the ads they're producing. So right now what we're working towards is leaving all of the agencies we're working with. And we've done that for the, for the most part so far, there's just like one or two left leaving all the agencies we've been working with and bringing everything in house. So our most recent hire Asa, he's our digital marketing manager all of our paid advertising, email marketing, SEO, Google campaigns, all of that is now brought in-house and is no longer outsourced to an agency. That's one hire that we've been looking for for months and months and months now and very grateful to have found Asa. Um, he's, he's an awesome member of the team. So that's, that's one of the big things we're working towards going into this new year is looking at our, our roster of staff and employees and teams and redistributing manpower to different teams and parts of the business that need it more or less uh, and really honing in on, on our core business this next year. We just acquired another 20,000 square feet of HQ space. So over the past year we've been operating in about 25,000 square feet. We just secured 20,000 additional square feet where we're going to be moving our marketing and media team over to build out offices over there, hold inventory. And that's all in preparation for our next phase of increasing lines of distribution going wholesale retail. And 
with going wholesale retail, it really changes the landscape of your business in, in more ways than one. So a lot of people think it's, oh, you're just, you know, you're, you're selling more product at a higher volume, making more money, but it, it's a lot bigger and, and more complicated than that. Because when you're selling direct to consumer, you know, you pay for the inventory and then you might have terms that you pay for that inventory. You receive it, you ship it. And when, when you get that order in, that's when the money comes in. It's a transaction. Money comes in, orders placed, shipping out. Consumer gets products that they paid for. And you can plan your cash conversion cycle and your inventory planning based off of those projections and those forecasts. But when you go wholesale retail, these different wholesalers and retailers have different terms. So they might pay on different terms and you have to negotiate these terms to get the best pricing possible. You're negotiating on profit margins, um, discounts, volume, when you're paid, when you pay, all that kind of stuff. So if, if say, for example, we have a big retailer that places a production order, a PO for 100,000 units. So we place that production order with our manufacturer. We pay for that PO. We ship it then to the, the retailer. Maybe that retailer has terms of 45 days. So they're not paying for that inventory until 45 days after they receive it. And you have to build this into your cash conversion cycle. Managing cash flow is one of the most complicated and important parts of your business, especially a product-based business. So forecasting, projecting, and managing cash flow through your cash conversion cycle, which we've been able to do effectively and efficiently with the help of our CFO. Bringing a CFO in-house or on our team, like I've talked about before, has been a very, very helpful and powerful move for us that just helped us tremendously to grow scale and grow and scale in a smarter, more informed way. So we acquired this new space in preparation for wholesale retail accounts and holding more inventory. Now we'll be able to hold more than 1600 pallets. And uh, it was, you know, interesting the other day I saw a comment and it sparked an idea of something I wanted to talk about where we were showing our warehouse and how much inventory we had in the warehouse this past week leading into Black Friday. It was the most inventory we have ever stored at once in our warehouse. And one of the comments I saw was, guys, we need to support them because um, they were risky and ordered all of this inventory in preparation for the sale, which Kind of true, kind of kind of false. Yes, we we did order more inventory than normal in preparation for Black Friday because one, you are preparing to sell what you normally sell in a month in three days. And then you have to plan to replenish that inventory after the sale is over. So one, yes, we are bringing more inventory in than normal, but... It's just not winging it and ordering all this inventory, hoping it sells. You plan, you forecast, you make projections based off of historical data in sales, current data and reports, and what you plan and expect to sell with the amount of traffic coming to your site, your average conversion rate, average order value, new SKUs that you've added to your line. So... There's a lot of planning and projections and forecasting that goes into placing production orders. It's not just, hey, we're getting low, order more. Hey, we're running out of that, order more. No, there's there's systems in place. And Preston, my brother, does an amazing job at that. You know, it's really cool working with Preston because we both have our strengths and weaknesses and things that we love in terms of the business. I love the marketing and creative side. I really do. And building teams and developing people and 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 marketing a brand and, and building a brand. Preston, on the other hand, loves operations. He loves working with numbers and uh, working with manufacturers and the CFO and making sure we have enough inventory on hand, following and tracking our cash conversion cycle and projecting and forecasting what we're going to need in the future. 
And that's some of the stuff I don't really enjoy. So he doesn't really enjoy the marketing aspect of it. I don't really enjoy all the operations aspect of it. So we complement each other very, very well. So with that being said, uh, Preston, Preston compliments the things that I don't really enjoy or do well at very, very well. And, and he's had a really good job at that. So those are the things that we are working towards and on moving into this next year. It's going to be fun. We, you know, in the past couple of months, we brought on a brand designer, Alex Rodriguez, also A-Rod. He came over from Adidas and he took lead on changing our, I don't say changing, but rebranding our labels on our products. So you'll start seeing the new labels rolling out here soon. If you've ordered and received our electrolyte powder, uh, you saw the new labels on that. You'll start seeing the new labels on our whey protein, our strong greens, um, flights, endopumps, everything here soon, especially the new products we're going to be launching in the next couple months, which in another episode, we'll talk all about that, but we're launching some really cool new products that I'm super excited for. And we're running some of those through clinical studies uh, in Q1 and Q2 of 2022. So new labels are in the process. The new labels actually already won an award. Uh, we use McDowell Printing here in Texas to print our labels. And they do like an amazing job adding doming and textures and um, like this matte finish to it. So it's a soft touch matte finish. It has raised doming on the title of the product on our logo. It has this textured hexagon in the background and then this foil underneath the supplement facts panel on the right side. It's, it's beautiful. McDowell submitted this label for an award and it, it, it beat out some big, big CPG brands in North America. So that was a big thing we also uh, accomplished in the last couple of weeks. And I, I say these, these accomplishments to, to really highlight how powerful and important it is to bring the right people onto your team. That's, that's the one thing that with everything we do in business, I keep going back to realizing how grateful I am that I have these people on the team because you, you honestly can only do so much by yourself. And if it was just me running BPN still with maybe Preston and, and Joe, we wouldn't be anywhere close to where we are now, but it's when you bring the right person on the team and you attract the right people who are bought into the brand, the mission and are so talented. That's powerful. You know, you can delegate responsibility and see the teams just grow and just kill it, just destroy it. So that's been our last couple of months and then moving into the new year, which we're really excited for. Um, but we, I believe we laid the foundation very well. And now it's time to talk about where I failed along the way. And the reason I think this is, is so important and so powerful, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, is because I think people need to hear it from what I see other businesses, owners, other entrepreneurs, other people saying online. And... I was having a conversation with my, my buddy, Josh Holly a few weeks ago. And we were just talking about the evolution of BPN, the future and, and scaling and growing and, you know, these next steps. And he sent me this text message that said, Nick, your biggest challenge will be staying focused on your core business. And I read that and I thought, man, he is right. He's so right because I've failed at this before and I know what it feels like. And what happens is, you know, if you've ever read Tim Grover's book, winning, it's like this, you are working towards something and when you accomplish it and you win, it builds this confidence. But in order to get to that next win, you need to work harder. You need to sacrifice more, but it builds your confidence higher. And after you do this over and over and over again, and this consistency, it compounds, you have this new level of confidence 
that you never thought you'd ever have. And as new opportunities start presenting themselves to you, you start overcommitting yourself and your team and the people around you to these opportunities. One of the hardest things to do is as opportunities come up to turn them down. I used to take advantage of every opportunity that presented itself to me early on in business. If someone wanted to go to lunch to just talk about business, done. Grab a cup of coffee, done. Go on a podcast, done. Uh, start a new business, done. Like I was, any opportunity that was coming up, I was the yes man. Yep, I'll do it. I want to be there. I want to join. Yep, I'll pay. Like anything. And I thought that was the way to learn more. And it is in the beginning. Like experience is gained through opportunities. And sometimes you have to create those opportunities for yourself. But you get to a point, and I think everyone can relate to this in any part of their life that they're in, that all these opportunities will start popping up. And you can't keep committing to them because what happens when you commit to all these opportunities? Other things need to sacrifice. Something else has to give. That's the reality of committing to too many opportunities. And I did this in 2017, 2018. You know, 2017 for me with BPN was our first year we hit seven figures. And I had, I had this newfound confidence. It's the best way to describe it. It was also ignorant confidence. It was lack of experience driven confidence. It was new entrepreneur confidence. It was wannabe entrepreneur, wannabe serial entrepreneur confidence. You know, you hear the term serial entrepreneur thrown around a lot especially if, you, if you're into business, being a serial entrepreneur means you own maybe multiple businesses. You own, maybe you operate multiple businesses in different industries. You'll come across people that say, I have 10 businesses. I have 12 businesses. I have five businesses. Cool. What's, what's the, the reach? What's the, the influence? What's the power in those businesses? What benefit are you providing with those businesses? That's the question. Because something has to sacrifice as you start taking advantage or committing yourself to more opportunities. And what happened in 2017 and 18 is something I had to learn the hard way. So BPN was growing. We were scaling. At that time, it's me, Preston, Joe, Steph, and John started working with us too at that point. Steph, my, she was my girlfriend then and then fiance and, and now wife. And I decided, you know, there's an opportunity for us to create another company, a clothing company. It was actually inspired on a trip when I was in Canada, Whistler, Canada. Saw all these people walking around in flannels and adventure gear and clothing. And I was like, you know what? There's an opportunity here to start a business. We're going to call it Lost Supply Apparel. If you guys have been following me for the past couple of years, you, you probably remember this. So what I did is I went all in. I was like, I can recreate what I did with BPN with this, this other company, Lost Supply Apparel. We're going to create flannels and t-shirts and backpacks and all this kind of stuff. But what I didn't have and here's how being a serial entrepreneur works. You have to have separate teams, systems, foundations, infrastructures in each to successfully sustain operations. But what happens a lot of the time, and this is what I did, is people use, I used the same team for both businesses. That is one of the worst things you can do because now you're sacrificing time and opportunity cost to build the core business. BPN was the core business and BPN was funding law supply apparel to get started, which was just now looking back stupid. 
it didn't require that much money to get it started, but still, still was not the time to be doing this. And what ended up happening was I was stuck in the middle. I was trying to grow, continue to grow BPN with the team that we had, but I was also committing myself and that team to build this other business. So now we can only give 50% to BPN, 50% to loss supply apparel. We're in this spot where now nothing is growing. And what happened? I stopped sticking to my core business. I got away from the core business. And I, I, I felt the effects of this after a few months. Realizing I made a mistake. I was like, you know what? This sounded like a great idea in the beginning. But what I ended up just doing was distributing bandwidth and creativity and time and resources from what was actually allowing us to grow. And I put it into something that, that wasn't. And I stunted the growth of BPN over those, those months. And looking back, it was a necessary Failure, it was a necessary step that I had to do to learn from. A lot of these things I talk about are not driven by something that I've read. I mean, some are, but a lot of times when I read it, I can relate it to experience because I've messed up a lot of time over these past nearly 10 years of business. But I think that's a story of, of most entrepreneurs. So what ended up happening with Law Supply Apparel? You know, we're at a point where I realized I messed up. BPN was the core business. It was making us money. It was, it was making payroll. It was the brand to focus on. I, I redistributed commitment, resources, personnel, time to this thing that wasn't. And I knew it, it was time to just close it down. And that's what we did. We just liquidated all the inventory from lost supply apparel I dissolved the LLC and put 100% of everything back into BPN. And you know what? It was one of the best decisions I ever made because then BPN started flourishing from it. We could 100% commit all of our, our personnel, resources, time, energy back into the business that was our core business that was actually making us money. And I really wanted to talk about this because I see it happen all the time, especially on social media. I see someone getting some momentum with their business. They're doing well. It's starting to grow. They're getting some sales coming in. They're building out these systems. And what happens? An opportunity pops up. They get a little greedy. They, they want to start something new. Oh, if this is doing well, I can do the same thing over here. We can grow both at the same time. So they take their same team. And they distribute time, energy, people, resources to another project. And now you're not focused on your core business anymore. And now you're just trying to be good at everything, not great at anything. And I see it time and time again. And I recognize it because I've been there. I felt it. You know what I mean? Like I, I chased that. I wish I didn't chase it, but at the same time, I'm glad I did because I learned so much from it. When you focus on your core business, when you focus on your core business, that is what leads you to growth and scaling and success in terms of business. Now, you can build multiple businesses. You really can, but you need people, systems, and infrastructure in place for each where those people are focusing 100% on that one thing. And I had to learn that the hard way. I really did. I found that, you know, when you focus on building relationships and truly being committed to the people in those relationships and business, it's one of the most powerful things you can do. And what I caught myself doing was I wasn't thinking about the team in this decision because I was trying to redistribute their energy, their bandwidth, their time, their energy 
and it was a learning experience. It really was. And I got stories like this for days. I really do because I've messed up so many times, but like I said, that is part of being a business owner. That's part of being an entrepreneur. You have to be ready to fail. It's going to happen whether you want it to or not. And how, no matter how much you try to avoid it, it is because the one thing that makes an entrepreneur an entrepreneur is you are willing and able to take massive action on things. And you also are willing and able to take massive action on things that come with risk. Yes, it's mitigated risk. You are limiting risk where you can, but there's still going to be risk involved. Sometimes it works out in your favor. Sometimes it does not. Those are the lessons learned through lost supply apparel. So guys, thanks for tuning in into today's episode. A little update on some things we're working on here at BPN, as well as the story of why you need to focus on your core business. Remember, opportunities are going to come up. New ideas are going to arise, but many entrepreneurs will lose focus on the core. And when you do, you either stunt your growth or you lose it all. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Bear Performance Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes or share it with a friend. It helps us to grow and reach more people in hopes of changing lives with the Go One More mindset. Head on over to bpnsups.com for all your health, performance, and nutrition needs. We offer a wide range of products to help you feel and perform at your highest level, built on quality and proven by results without compromise.